Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to HR Work Break. I'm your host, Maddie Collins, editor of HR Daily Advisor. HR Work Break takes a quick but close look at everything human resources. For any HR professional, it's a must listen. I hope you learned something new, take some advice to heart, or simply stay abreast today's trending topics. Now, it's time for a work break. Happy Friday, everyone. Today, I'm joined by Amy Van Heron, founder and CEO of Pump Spotting. Pump Spotting is an app that helps parents connect and navigate the day-to-day of nursing, pumping, and feeding. Aside from the app available to individual users, Pump Spotting provides a B2B version, which allows employers to provide a custom experience, such as information on lactation lounges in the building and a closed community of fellow employees. Amy, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Such an honor to be here. Yeah. So the first question I really wanted to ask you about was what inspired you to found Pump Spotting? Well, for me, it was raw need, (laughs) which is, I think, how many of us get started on this journey. But for me, the Pump Spotting began from my own journey of trying to feed both my family and my career. What we're really trying to do in helping parents feel less isolated, less overwhelmed, more supported as they're navigating this really complex and challenging journey of feeding and to help companies create environments that really support and invite working parents in this phase of life to thrive. And for me, I was at a very dark moment of feeling like the only person in the world who was navigating such challenges. I was sitting on a dirty bathroom floor in the San Francisco airport. It was sticky and smelly. And I was hooked up to a breast pump, you know, that at this point in my journey had started to sound like Darth Vader. And I was just completely overwhelmed. I was trying to thrive in my career and thrive at feeding a six-week-old baby because I had to go back to work when he was six weeks old and just thrust into a new reality of nursing or pumping or thinking about nursing and pumping all the time. And in doing that, it made it near impossible to be really good at either motherhood and feeding or my job. And I just really wanted to quit both. And that sort of dark moment of wanting to give up is really what spurred for me this idea of pump spotting and that there are you know, millions of women and parents who are navigating this every day out in the world. And imagine what power if we connected one another, if we were able to cheer each other on and share places to nurse and pump that weren't bathrooms and be connected to experts and that there was something really vital and important in thinking about a solution that solved not just a physical space or a piece of gear or, you know, a clinical appointment, but the whole life cycle, you know, really helping the whole human thrive. So I had this idea of what to do and we started to build the technology and create the first iteration of pump spotting. And then we decided if we were really going to build a solution that served all parents and all workplaces, we really needed to talk to as many people as possible. And so then at this point in the journey, I mean, I did what probably, you know, every 40 year old mother of two entrepreneur would do. And I bought a a 25 year old RV with a broken stair and an airbrush leopard on the back and we turned it into the Breast Express. So a nursing and pumping lactation lounge. And I moved on board for almost six months and we traveled across the country and we talked to thousands of parents and we stopped at companies like IBM and NASA and small businesses and mom's front doors. And we really came to understand in a very deep way why 
the nursing and pumping feeding journey is so challenging for parents and what huge opportunity there is for workplaces to build lactation programs that really remove these barriers and change things. And all those learnings have really been built into what we're doing with pump spotting. So it's been a wild ride. I never would have guessed, you know, that my journey to nourish my own family would lead me on this quest to build something that supports so many others, but it's a really meaningful place to be. That's so cool. And one of the biggest things, especially in the HR industry right now, is being inclusive and offering benefits that support all of your employees. So I'd love to hear you talk about how the destigmatization of breastfeeding, especially with creating communities and creating accessibility, has been a success and what you kind of experienced through the foundation and continuation of pump spotting. Yeah, it's a great question because I think breastfeeding is one of those things that has been a conversation that's been invisible in workplaces and among employers for a really long time. It's so incredibly challenging. And for parents who decide to feed, you know, you have to express milk every two hours, whether you're with your baby or away. Oh, I didn't know it was that frequent. Oh my gosh, that's stressful. (laughs) It is. And if you add it up, it's 1800 hours in one year, which is the equivalent of a full-time job, which you already have. And so, you know, serving the needs of parents who are going through feeding, and it doesn't matter whether you are breastfeeding or pumping or exclusively pumping or formula feeding or a combination in between, keeping a tiny human alive. And that has to keep happening in all these ways. And that is a massive mental load. And so for this parent population, for them not to be able to talk with their bosses and managers and employers about really what that means from a time commitment, from a physical commitment, from you know an emotional standpoint, and what they're going through, if you're not addressing that, you're really putting your working parents in a scenario where it's very hard for them to feel successful, you know, just as a human being and especially in the workplace. And, you know, when I started, there were some federal and state regulations around compliance and breastfeeding support in the workplace, which were great, have been a great start, but they're so limited and they're still really only the beginning of what it is that, you know, parents really need. So much has happened and we're in kind of an interesting time where I think the challenges and the barriers are even more complex for women and mothers and parents, but the conversation has definitely started to shift. And I think the employers that are successful are the ones that are really inviting that conversation into the workplace. You're asking your employees who are parents or going to be parents or have been parents who who have been through this, what is it that you need? Are we doing a good job? How can we tackle this together? You know, how can we create things? And if you create a culture of welcoming that conversation, then what happens is you're starting to really truly put into practice a support system that allows parents to feel like they can breastfeed and work or pump on the job or speak up about all the things that they're offering. And we have a very long way to go. But I'm an optimist and I think, you know, what we're seeing, especially with the companies that are implementing with us Pump Spotting's Workplace Lactation Program, is that when you offer community and parents no longer feel like they are the only person in their office building or on their team or in their entire department who has been through this before and they have access to experts and they know that you as a company see them, support them and honor them then they will show up in amazing ways as an employee, as someone who's an advocate for your company and someone who stays long-term. 
the benefit is just beyond amazing. And I think it stems from inviting that conversation, from putting some policies, some practices, some things in space that really offer the support they need, and from making sure that no one really is alone on this journey. Right. And speaking of being alone in that kind of isolation, COVID-19 as a whole has been an isolating experience for a lot of people. But for a lot of parents, it is offered that flexibility of being able to care for your kids and spend time with them while working. For breastfeeding parents, what sort of effect do you think COVID-19 has had on the balance between parenthood and work? Yeah, I think in some ways COVID has cracked open this awareness and conversation around work-life balance and what parents are going through and started to really drive some changes, some that are incredibly positive, certainly more flexible work. So parents can be home feeding their babies and they have to pump less or they have more control over their schedules. Things like that make a huge difference on a parent's ability to reach their full feeding goals and to thrive. And in other ways, remote work has deepened the isolation you know, breastfeeding and feeding a baby is already isolating. You're frequently leaving your desk or your work day to go pump when other people are going out to lunch together, or you're, you know, you're anxious about your Zoom camera, or you're turning it off because you have to feed, which might signal other people might think you're less engaged or involved when in reality, you just have to take care of a need or something has come to light. And so in many ways, the pandemic has really helped us think about paid leave think about flexible work, think about things in some very important ways that matter for working parents. And I also think there's some lookouts, you know, around the isolation, around people feeling some parents need to go in the office or want to be around other people to have a social connection and and to make that happen. It's really different for each person. The other thing I'll say is that one parent that we talked to at Steelcase said something that's really stuck with me. In this pandemic and in this time period of life, parents are holding a deck of cards. And when the cards are all aces, it works really well. You have childcare, you know, no one's sick in your family. You have a supportive manager. You don't have to pump in your car, but the cards are being shuffled every hour, every day. And when those cards aren't all aces and they're, you know, all mixed up and constantly changing, the work-life balance reality becomes incredibly complex. So what sort of advice do you have for new parents, especially mothers who are beginning their journey, if they don't necessarily have all those aces in their arsenal? What is the best approach you found, at least personally, to having a work-life balance? Gosh, that's it's, it's a hard thing to ever achieve. You know, I think it's a constant journey for all of us. One thing we always tell parents in pump spotting is take it one feed, one day at a time. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. You just, in the moment, what do you need? What can you do differently? Can you take a deep breath? Can you change one thing? You know, community is so important. Can you find someone else? Talk to another parent on the pump spotting app or somewhere that's in your place. And so really taking it one day, one feet at a time, realizing that this is a new normal in your life and in your work balance and your schedule. And you have to just keep negotiating that. You have to keep talking to your managers about that. You have to just take it as it comes and know it's going to look different. And the other thing we say all the time that I think is really true is don't quit on your hardest day. That when it's feeling the hardest to be a mother and a professional and all of those things, you just take a deep breath, turn to the people around you, get through it. And then the next day, think about what is something you might change or do differently to really help you get what you need. That's good advice. That's honestly really good advice, regardless of where you are in parenthood or your career, regardless, you know? 
It's true. It's true. Because in that moment, when you're at your breaking point is often when you feel like you should make the decision or everything, you know, feels like something. And the reality is that's the moment of insight to then make the changes afterwards. You know, as it relates to employers, especially around feeding support, this is why implementing a workplace lactation program before your people even become parents or before they get to that point where they're going to need all of this support is so vital because then when they are up at 3 a.m. in the middle of the night in that I want to quit moment, they already know where to turn and they know that they're supported in those struggles. Right. And do you have any other advice for employers beyond having the facilities needed for parents and creating that open culture of communication? Yeah, I think for us, the way we view it is that the main components of really having strong breastfeeding support, that there's four pillars to that. And so space, first and foremost, of course, you need safe and comfy spaces to express milk and you need access, not just in your workplace, but anywhere around the world. You know, one of the things Pump Spotting has is a Yelp-like finder for places, because if you're traveling on a sales call or you're, you know, you're popping out in the middle of the day, it's space is not just in the office, it's, it's home, it's all those places. So space really matters. Community, of course, is a pillar so that your parents feel like they have a sense of belonging and they're connected to others in this phase of life. Having breastfeeding, pumping, friendly policies and really putting them into practice, not just having them on paper, but making them a culture. And there's really easy ways to do this. One thing, for example, is that most parents will have to pump around 10 a.m. And so if you are a manager, don't schedule your team calls at 10 a.m. Like ask, check in when those pump times are so so a parent doesn't feel stressed about what that is. And that's just a small example of what it means to say, yes, we give you time to pump, but in practice, we're making it easier for you to really find that time or take that time. And I think the last thing that's really important is, is supporting their goals. And that means access to lactation consultants and experts, content. And so you're really helping them on the journey in terms of what it needs. If you check those four boxes, you're really addressing the needs holistically instead of just one pain point about this this time period. Right. Bringing it back to what you said a little bit earlier about how if you have this support system established before your employees face that moment where they're like, I don't know how to do this, it'll stop them from wanting to quit. In what other ways do you think that supporting and making it more accessible for employees to breastfeed helps reduce turnover rates and increase retention? The business case for breastfeeding is actually huge. It's really been proven that your retention rates, which can be average around 60%, go up to 94% when you have a breastfeeding support program. And we're in an age where two out of five mothers are still thinking about leaving the workforce and over 50% of breastfeeding parents consider quitting. So they're already thinking about it. And so if you are helping them to get the support they need before they even get into this phase, it does make a huge difference. And we've seen that firsthand. There's a company that we work with that's very small even. They have 50 employees, and so they're not big. They implemented pump spotting because one of their team members said, you know, I'm having trouble lactating, and that means I'm so stressed out about it that I'm not getting through my work day. And so they came across pump spotting, and they implemented it. And with our lactation consultant in our community, was able to help her continue breastfeeding. And she made it to her goal of 12 months. And after that... 
she went to her employer and she said, you know, this is the one reason that I feel loyal to like extremely loyal to you as a company is because you helped me with that pain point, get through it. And then her manager told me that I've had a couple of mothers come through since the minute the new mothers start, the first thing she does is tell them that there's this benefit and why it matters. And so you can start to see the ripple effect, not just in statistics, but when you make a parent feel capable and seen, they'll work harder, they'll stay longer on the job, and they'll tell all their friends about you, which is really what you want to do as part of your recruiting strategy. Yeah, of course. I guess the last thing I want to say is, is don't be afraid. This is a great and important conversation to have. There's a lot of things that circle around the conversation around breastfeeding and pumping and feeding, but we're in a time where the Pump Act didn't pass in the government and we're in a formula feeding crisis and things are happening where parents need you to be thinking about this and they want you to talk with them. And so don't be afraid, just bring it to the forefront and, you know, really amazing things will happen for your people in your business. Yeah, you got to start somewhere, but the most important thing is starting. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it's fun to be in a time period where there are so many innovations, you know, pump spotting and others. We're really, we're making it easy for you as a company to really bring these family benefits to life. And that's rapidly changed in the past three years. And it's a very exciting place to be, especially when we're in a time when, when you signal to the world that you value women and families, you really see tremendous things happen. Right. And so my final question for you today is one that I ask all of my guests. What are you most looking forward to this weekend? Are you going to be spending any time with your family and your children? Yes. So we have a pool and we just bought some giant new pool floats and it's been very humid here in New England. And so I'm very much looking forward to be sitting in a very cold pool with my kiddos swimming and running around for the weekend. Nice. Oh, that sounds so good. You know, all summer has been gorgeous, hot and sunny, and, you know, I'll take it after the spring that we've had, but it definitely, come weekends, we're all really happy to be going to water. No, I totally get that. My parents have a pool, so whenever I visit them, I'm very delighted to be able to lounge somewhere where it's cooler than the air, you know? Yeah, I feel really fortunate. And especially, you know, when you live in Maine, you only get to use your pool like for a limited time period because there's a lot of snow and cold the rest of the year. And so we're embracing just being together as a family and having the fortune to have a place to be that's cool. Oh, that's awesome. I hope you have a really good weekend with your children and all the floaties in the pool. Thank you so much. And thanks again for inviting me onto the podcast. Yeah, thank you for joining me. Again, I'm Maddie Collins, and thank you for listening. Join us next Friday or whenever you need a work break.